Today on Talk About That, John exercises his Third Amendment rights and ponders mixed drinks from the Bible. Meanwhile, I make for a terrible and chubby chocolate salesman and go to a pep rally at my job. Also, a conversation about fashion anxiety among middle-aged men. Today's episode is not sponsored by squirrels. Every bit as rabid as rats, but for some reason, you love us. Let's get into it. You're entering the spin zone. Wait. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> the people, they don't still say the no spin zone, right? That no. was the O'Reilly factor. Well, we're going to spin some things. That's the well, deal. There's no, that's the thing. He spun it, too. There's oh. no possible way... You can't you say take a story, no spin you put zone. it in your own ideology, and you spit it back out. It's going to have spin on it. Yeah. But Nobody see, goes, ours... oh, I'm taking this information in. I will deflect it. with. Or, you know, there, There's no deflection. It's just all. Yeah. Ours is just more like a little English, just a little touch. Just you know enough to get it off the backboard and. Yeah, just for it to fall through the hoop. Uh... Of your consciousness. <laughs> hey. <laughs> That's a long intro. Welcome to talk about that, everybody. I'm John. Hey. This is Joni. Hey, guys. Um, it's good to be back. Yeah, did you, guys, you listen to the episode last week? I didn't, but I was. Oh, I will. My gosh, I will. I mean, <sighs> you're a wonderful tr- leader this, this and a much horrible I, follower. This is how much I trust you. Oh my goodness! With our platform, um, I think Johnny. I think we took it up a notch. Laura, she's pretty sharp. She booked a few comedy shows what? this week since we did that episode. Laura, uh, you go. Yeah, I've listen. I still haven't got. Uh, I, need, I have one more spot to fill at my zany show. Uh-oh. Laura, you want to do your five minutes? Come on. Oh, it's this time. Yeah. It is, is time. It is time. Time for you, man. Oh, I'm so ready. Could you do it? Would you be nervous if I said, hey, John, come do five minutes at Zanies? I'd be terrified. Really? Yes. But you've done... Well, I'm trying to think what you... We've done some things together at church, but we've been together. We, See, this is what I felt when I started comedy, because I'd only been on stage with you doing music. So yeah. you feel that same level of terror... If you yeah, were to try yeah. to do comedy without me, because we've done comedy together, but I had to do it with you. That's what I mean. Yeah. So if I, when I had to do music without you or, or anything without you, I felt really like unsure of myself until I got my feet underneath me. Yeah. So you feel that same way about like if I had to tell, if I had to get on stage and be silly or funny without Johnny, like there's see, no I'm way. silly, but, but there's just being silly and joke writing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we did a uh, we did uh, the Dadville podcast. Yeah. Came out. Hey guys, go listen, man. Oh, it's great, Dave Barnes. Dave Barnes and, uh, and John McLaughlin. Hilarious. John McLaughlin sounds like a very wasn't that the McLaughlin group? What was that? The big show on uh, was it C-SPAN or? Uh, Remember McLaughlin yeah, Group, yeah, and he yeah, would speak to all these political pundits in like a, in the round, and it was yeah. like this huge discussion, oh, like a French Middle horn East intro. peace conference, trick or treat, Jack Germond, <laughs> and he would go to the next guy, <laughs> Pat Buchanan, and he would make them all comment to be like, oh, wrong. <laughs> that was I think his name was John McLaughlin. Wow. So you I think mean, it's maybe, the same I guy? The, no, huh. could be. It's a very funny. They they put out a really funny meme to promote it. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Like a Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe style And they style superimposed meme. our faces on all of it. But and Dave think, Barnes is on the female superhero. Yeah. And it's very funny. Yeah. It's yeah. a little uh, androgynous. Yeah. It was very, very funny. So you should go listen. But anyway, point is, they're they're funny. I could be goofy with them. Yes. But I was no comedian. I've listened to part of that. I'm no comedian. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not even really. But that's the thing, too. The level of expectation sets the perspective and it sets your level of anxiety as well. So if you're. You know, if, I, if if you walk out and you're doing a sermon, like if somebody's visiting our church yeah, and they walk out, okay, let's see who this guy's, okay, this guy's going to preach, okay, and then you come out, you got like a funny story about Sadie and volleyball before yeah. you get into your sermon, they're like, oh, I like this church, this guy's funny. Yeah. But if you go, hey, before we get started, I want to have a comedian come do five minutes, 
now the arms begin to fold in the crowd like, mm. oh, comedian, huh? No, like, laugh, yeah. Right. It's like, make me laugh, buddy. So it's, yeah. it is different. Like, Tony, if Tony Robbins is funny as a motivational speaker, that's great. It's like a bonus. Yeah. Because what you hired him for was inspiration or money advice or whatever it is. Yeah. They want spiritual mentorship from you. If you throw in a funny story about, you know, juice boxes, oh, now all of a sudden it's like cherry on, cherry on top. Yeah. It was a cherry juice box. That was crazy. Interesting. I do get nervous. You're right. If the expectation is, because when they, they build you and I to do that fundraiser for the local Christian school as yes. as local comedians. Local comedians. That was scary. We were a duo that night. And then when I went on that uh, Nashville Today show and they said, author and comedian, I was like, guys, but you can't correct it. What are you going to say? Actually, everybody. It'd be the worst thing in the world. I'm not funny, guys. The book, the book, that I was promoting couldn't have sold fewer copies, so I guess I could have gone for it. Just you mean your award-winning book, John? <laughs> it did win some awards. Critically acclaimed, dismally sold. <laughs> you could still pick up your copy, though. <laughs> if you melted down the medals, would it be more or less money than you've made from the book? <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. That's very. We should grind up the medals off uh-huh. one and make me drink them like powder them like mm -hmm. Moses did with the golden calf and see if that removes the curse over the book sale. I used to think about that story. Moses kind of invented (laughs) Kool-Aid. You know, when he ground up the idol and said like, drink this if you love it so much. If this is your God. Yeah. He invented Kool-Aid. Wow. I wonder if it would be considered. And why didn't, did any of them die from that? Did they do it? A lot of them died that day from a lot of different things. But it was like, oh, I'm sure it's independent of this gold powder I ingested. I think the ground opened up and swallowed like 15,000 of them or something. And he made like, listen, if you're, if you're. I would have hoped to have died from the Kool-Aid then if it was going to be the ground that got me. If you're like ever. Sarlacc or whatever If you're like ever walking with Israelites. Yes. And Moses comes down off a mountain Uh and you've been worshiping a golden calf. You okay. need to leave the premises. And Moses like basically draws a line in the sand and says, uh-huh. hey, everyone who wants to worship God, like quickly run to Moses' side and drink, yeah. drink the gold powder. Because I, mean, I just don't understand how people, how could 15,000 people after they just saw, like Moses' face is so bright that they can't look at him. So yeah. you know, like, you, and there's still like fire on Mount Sinai. And so like. More like Mount Sinai <laughs> because they were poisoned when they I got. Know, I don't, I just, I'm, I'm never like. What if it turns out ground like a, up gold powder is like really good for us? It's really good for your digestive system. <laughs> it's, it's like, like, we take zinc. Well, what is zinc? That's, that's a metal. True. Do you grind up zinc and drink it, Joe? I don't. I don't think you're doing I don't it not, right. I don't not do it. And I'll tell you that right now. I'll tell you, guess who's not had COVID? This guy. This guy. Yes. I also have the vaccine. <laughs> I think the zinc powder that I eat every day has played a role. I just mean. Okay. Why would you have a staring contest with God? Like, if you could see. Yes. Why would you Dude, that's like, a book title right there. I mean, it's like. Staring on, contest man. with God. <clears throat> Am I right, guys? Who going to blink first? I want, not you. Wait. <laughs> not the Lord. I don't know. Wait. Whichever one. <laughs> the Lord. <laughs> he never blinks. It's he never sleeps. It's not he never blinks. Well, he never. I think that's Santa Claus you're talking about. Wait. Oh. He never. No, wait. That's Isn't there a thing he never sleeps or slumbers? Wait, that's New York. No. The, the city, city that, that never sleeps. But I think it's the Lord, too, right? Isn't there a psalm that says That's he never sleeps? True, it does. But it doesn't say he never blinks. It doesn't say that at all. See, Johnny, this is how errant theology gets started. It does. You know, my <laughs> friends, this is like the scriptures say. Church of the dry eye. Come on in, brothers. <laughs> Church of the Dry Eye. I can't say who or what, but Andrew and I were talking about this idea of, of George Costanzi 
another church. Oh, right. And just do the opposite of everything it does. We used to talk about that. Like, Because there's an episode, if you're not a Seinfeld person, where George Costanza, his life is constantly falling apart, and he decides what he needs to do is the opposite of every instinct that he has. Yeah. So if the opposite is not speaking to the beautiful blonde in the cafe because he knows she'll reject him, he walks over to her, yeah. and he says, I'm an unemployed person who lives in my parents' basement. And she turns and goes... I'm Claire or whatever. Like she's engaged by him because of the boldness. Yeah. So then he just starts doing the opposite. Yeah. And his whole life turns around. Yeah. But you want to do that to another church because you see them. Well, I'm just, I just, I see things and go, oh, like you used to talk about, we would go play at Victory Baptist. Right. Like right across the street. From Defeated Baptist. Right. Like just have the opposite of all the things. So <laughs> like if you're going to have, I don't know, I can't go into any one of what it is, but we laughed pretty heartily. Yeah. Pretty heartily, Johnny. Uh, well, they, we have a church in town that doesn't want. They'll say if you don't, if you wear a mask to our service, we'll ask you to leave. So we say we're going to give you a second mask. Right. If you show up at our church, the we'll mask double, we'll, give you we'll double up. If you show up at my, one of the other statements they make is uh, if you come trying to take our First Amendment rights, all right, we'll meet you at the door with our Second Amendment rights. What's the Third Amendment? That's a good question, Johnny. I don't Nobody know. Nobody ever talks Habeas about that corpus? one. It's like know. there's no third Baptist churches either. Like when you get the second, it's like, ah, we're good. Yeah, it's like after that, we don't want to you be. You don't know the Third Amendment? You're a biggest history guy. Know, I'm John, looking it up. I don't have them all memorized. It'd be funny if it was like something really obscure think, and weird. It have to do with housing soldiers and militia or something. Okay, I'm hold not on. Sure. Um, but we were like, if you show up to take our First Amendment rights, we'll just hand you our guns. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, just do the opposite. It is. No no soldier shall in time of peace be quartered in any house without the consent of the owner, nor in time of war, but in a manner to be prescribed by the law. I feel so happy that that somehow it's was great. like just in there you, you swirling about. But I That's couldn't like tell you. me knowing about, you know, like an obscure different strokes episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's completely useless. Yours is actually pretty useful for the show. I'm like, hey, you know the guy that was uh, Arthur Carlson, the stage manager, the station manager on WKRP in Cincinnati. He played the owner of the bike shop that tried to molest Dudley on the very special episode of Different Strokes. Oh wow! Yeah, and I don't know why I know that, but it was he was the creepy bike shop owner. You know, Laura and I, you really need to listen to last week's episode because I made the, I guess, allusion to the fact that in different ways, you and her both. It's like I envision like the end of National Treasure mm-hmm. where like all the information you have, if we could like set fire oh, to little right. things, it mm-hmm. just keeps illuminating room upon room and cave, yeah. like this vast cave of worthless. Hers is medical. You and hope it, that maybe you will need it. Maybe one day, yeah, it'll save my life. Knowing about different strokes will save my life. I think you would Remember and I, in the Goonies when they play the piano notes and the pieces of the yeah. rock fall away? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I need a moment like that. Just gotta live that every day. Yeah. <laughs> Play the bones. Um, yeah. I need to know. Yeah. I'm praying for that moment where somebody's like got a gun to my head and they're like, tell me about, you know, it'll be an episode of Welcome Back, Cotter. And I'll know. And they'll be like, all right, you got me. It was horse. Wow. The answer was Horshack. And then you're asked to leave. You, you can go, sir. Yeah, you can go. But the rest of you, hostages. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think what we need to do is. Where your knowledge really comes in handy mm-hmm. is Trivial Pursuit. Yeah. But I don't know if I could do, like, current day Well, that's the pursuit. thing. Our powers combined. Right. Like, what we need to do is start challenging other duos, uh-huh. possibly celebrities. What about Dave Barnes, John McLaughlin? Let's challenge them. Oh, on the air, we do a special... That's a long episode. It would be, and probably not fun for the listeners. I don't know, though. It's like, oh, this is a pop piece. Oh. <laughs> we had to video it. Oh, okay. But we should do it for, like, charity or something, like, hey... 
whoever actually let's just do it for us I'll, to get money listen I'll, I'll give you ten dollars to not have to listen to this what do you think of that <laughs> you pay you, more to avoid the episode you know i have purported the uh non fundraiser fundraiser and it's been taken by a couple people like the listen instead of my school yes trying to sell me candy bars today uh-huh. said like look Tell me how much you want from me for the year. Right. I will pay you to leave me alone. This feels amount. like this feels like the government. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> except the government never ends either. It's still like another bake sale for the government to yeah. get more. But if you what, what do you what's your goal for me? Yeah. Pick, is it three hundred dollars? But the goal changes because then things go up. All oh, the uniforms cost now, more than we y- thought. Y- Embroidery is going through the roof. Here, have this candy bar. Yeah. It's you know world's finest chocolate. <laughs> so fine. So we fun. turned our kids into just man. I'm t- did you? I grew up selling. Donuts, Krispy Kreme donuts, mm. Goo Goo Clusters, mm. Tennessee's Tennessee's favorite. Oh yeah, and of course, World's Finest Chocolate was the one that I feel like every school did that. Oh yeah, well, every you, private school for sure. I was convinced when that guy. I wonder if we had the same guy because coming to Knoxville, came to Nashville, like a real tall, oh, older guy. The guy that puts it all together. Yeah, he's the Willy Wonka of World's yes. Finest. Yes, did you remember him? Did he no, come to your I school? I don't know. Oh, okay, he had a name. He would get. I up. got a golden ticket. He, <laughs> He'd make you believe yeah. you were going to win the bicycle or whatever. Oh, was there a thing for the most oh, chocolate? Oh, are you kidding? There's all, he, they would you, go line, to, you go to D.C. and meet the president? They would fill the whole gym with all these prizes. That wouldn't be like a big prize now. Kids would be like, I don't want to meet that guy. I don't want like to whoever the president is, we all hate well, him what now. What so if there's an yeah. insurrection while I'm there? Right, yeah. you don't want that. So, yeah. <laughs> world's Our kids finest do in, have a lot. World's of, finest insurrection. <laughs> <laughs> Our kids do have a lot more to think about when they go to D.C. That That's we true. It is different yeah, now. It's a little different. Um, okay, so yeah, the, but yeah, there was a chocolate kingpin. You're saying that came to your school. This feels like maybe a con man, and he just said, right. "I'm the world's finest chocolate." You know guy. what? I never got discounts for all the money we raised, or and you definitely didn't win the anything. bike. Did you no. sell? Were you good at selling chocolate? Here's what happened to me. This is this is a total fat kid story, but I ate a few of those bars, <laughs> and I think I put a dollar in for some of them, and then I lost track. <laughs> I ran out of money and kept eating. <laughs> so I turned in the empty boxes. Yeah. Oh, look who did good. And then you turn in the cash and they're like, mm. uh, there's a shortfall mm. here. And uh, heads will roll. <laughs> and I was like, sorry, the ones with almonds in them are really good. Ooh, they are really good. They were know. special. Everything seemed more special, Johnny. When you got it, it was like it, there was a. Maybe. There, there was sentimenta, sentimentality. Yeah. Connected to like that when a guy, but not a, then there wasn't. You just thought I'm being forced to sell chocolate. I'm saying, yeah, no. If, You're sentimental you, now about it. No, no. At the time, if someone holds it up and you have that big rally and and you're going to win these prizes, oh right, and, they attach emotion to yeah, it. Yeah, like everything to it was so like ooh, and you didn't realize it was just. Joke. Have I ever told you about? I think that's true of everything. I think even church culture falls into that. But I don't. But I think the church gets a bad rap because uh, I read an, an article and a few tweets about that about how like church gets a bad rap of like okay, they use uh, lights and. And big crescendos and dynamic shifts in the music to elicit an emotion. And it's like every organization does that. Well, that doesn't mean there's also not a spiritual element that's happening and that's at play. Yeah, music produces emotion, and God made music. So, like, right. so yeah, you could go too far with yeah. that. But, yes. But I, did I ever tell you about working at Home Depot, though, and they would do those rallies? Like, they would no. do, like, pep rallies. For? For just, like, uh, overall customer spirit. Like, wow. just uh, customer service. And they would have these like they would do these whiteboard charts about like this is what I think I told you one it was like 
the guy said, this is how many people, if somebody has a good experience at Home Depot, we've done research over the last 10 years, and they tell seven people about that great experience. What? And that's, and it says the average person spends $115,000 at a home improvement warehouse over the course of their lifetime. So if they tell seven people and they come to Home Depot to spend that money, we make blah, 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 off huh. that one good customer interaction. If someone has a bad experience at Home Depot, you know how many people they tell? 14. 45. Oh, wow. An average of 45. So he goes, we didn't just lose that person's 115000 We lost, and he does all the math, and then everybody goes, oh, you know, and then it's like this whole big moment that he's created. But it really was like a sermon. It was like he's doing these illustrations. Uh, he's got slides. Wow. And then we did like a cheer. But again, Home Depot was a different place then because, and this was in mid-90s, people worked on the floor at Home Depot, wore an apron every day, and made millions of dollars off stock. Uh-huh. Like, it really happened because it was a rising tide. It was like yeah. stores were being built every month in different cities. Now it's more plateaued. You just see, like, Lowe's kind of caught them, and then they just, they're all built, and they just war against each other. And so it kind of played a plateaued. And I was making, what, six and a half dollars working a register. So they were like, you need to be buying stock. And I was like, uh, how about food? I'm buying food with my, but some of these guys were making. <laughs> Chicken you know, stock. That's yeah, what I'm. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Some of these people were making 15, 16 bucks an hour in the hardware department. But then when they retired, like they were getting like five, $600,000 checks from their stock options wow. that they also like were and the company was investing. So all that said, they had that culture though, that was an addendum to what they were doing. And they built that into you that like, we're not just a company, we're a culture. Yeah. And so they would do these weird cheerleading. And of course, it was, I'm very cynical. It, it, it was weird to me. And I was like, this is kind of cultish. But, but I see why they were doing it. And the, the seven people and the 45 people thing really does is a jarring thing. And I still remember it. It makes sense to me. Because like even when I was reading something the other day, somebody said it was about a restaurant or a hotel or something. And they were, there were bad reviews. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, but no, you know what it was? It was my online, it was my uh, instant COVID test because we were taking those before we went to Cancun. Yeah. And these instant COVID tests, some of them have false positives, some have false negatives. And there were bad reviews for this thing. And I was like, yeah, but people who have a good experience with an instant COVID test are not going to immediately log in and write a review. Yeah. It's the people who had to waste three days because they got a false positive that write that review. So all you're getting is false. All you're getting is negative reviews. So it weighs the... It, yeah, it falsely tipped the scale. So I disregarded him because I wanted to believe my negative because I was going to kick it. <laughs> <laughs> so I had my own biases at play. But I really do believe that. Like, you're more likely to write a negative review. So the 45 people versus seven people really does make sense as far as, like, human nature. Yeah. Yeah, I don't write a lot of positive. Like, I have apps I use every day. Yeah. And they always give me that, do you love the Bible app? And I'm in the middle of trying to get something off the Bible yeah. app. You're like, not now. Yeah. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, I don't love the Bible like, app. I keep using it for free, but no, I don't. And then it'll be like. <laughs> and a tear scrolls down Jesus's face every time you don't review it positively. It's like, can you tell us why? No. And like my, my banking app, same thing. Do you lo- yeah. I'm like, I love it so much I'm using it. Mm-hmm. But I don't want I don't want to go tell anyone that I just mm-hmm. want to use it now the banking because if you say you do love it then they go go here to, it, it directs you right away you can't just like leave a quick five star now guys I say all that but what we need you to do <laughs> <laughs> go to our Patreon page and go to our talkaboutthatpodcast.com. dot com leave a review yeah we and do. also you can uh, find a link to buy tickets to my show. Uh, Listen, coming up at Zany's October 17th. Yeah, guys, we got to that fill. That doesn't take any time. It takes no time. It takes uh, money. I feel. To buy those tickets, but. 
that I've robbed myself the experience of giving that positive review yeah. and buying that ticket up to now. Like, yeah. you know what, Johnny? I'm buying that ticket. John. I'll be the first one. I could put you on my list. No, no, no. I'm you're buying friend, that ticket. You're a friend of the show. And I want to know how many others are going to follow me and buy that and ticket for themselves. And ask to be on the list. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, well, John didn't get on the list. He's probably got spots. <laughs> yeah. Um, you guys are coming? I'm coming. John. I know I'm coming, and I'm Just hoping. You. I'm hoping to bring not the whole fam. I don't know about the whole fam. Well, I don't think Sadie could be because it's eighteen and up. Are you going to be dropping some? I am bringing the heat, John. Oh my goodness! I am over it, and I feel like it's time to go blue. It's time to go blue. No, I I think I'm hopefully a friend is coming with me. Oh okay. So I don't want to name whom. Oh well. Wait, who? Who? I'm like Creed Bratton. Whom is a word they make up, they made up to make kids feel stupid or whatever. You know? <laughs> He's got a point. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, guys, seriously, zanies. Yeah, but Do no, it. but only if you feel. No, don't I don't feel care obligated. what you feel. Don't no, feel obligated. Feel obligated. Don't like you know, move your fall break trip around no. just to come to my dumb show. If it's your Unless kids, that's what you want to do. Nashville's a great town to hang out in for is. fall break. If it's your kids, your kids' birthday, tell them you're going Happy to birthday. Johnny. Right. Happy birthday. All they really want is money or Amazon card. Give it to them and go to Johnny's mm-hmm. show. You know that's what I'm right. saying? And yeah. don't and don't feel bad about these it. people that don't like gift cards. I don't understand. Mm. I like a gift card. Now, if somebody gets me like a really thoughtful thing, that's cool too. But honestly, that just lets me know you're not a gift giver in your love language. I guess. But I like. I think I'm pretty thoughtful. But yeah, it's if I have somebody that I know what they want. You normally most people in my life, in other words, that know what they want, they go get it themselves. Like if you're a grown up and you're like, "Man, I've been wanting that Apple Watch." Hey, I got an Apple Watch. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be able to surprise them with an Apple Watch. Yeah, it's a very interesting place to understand. I'm, well, you know, we're talking about that Lecrae song, uh, Welcome to America. And, like, man, he delves into some of that, like, people not understanding that we just get whatever we want here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that doesn't mean everyone does. But, yes, so I don't know. I mean, I don't mean to delve it, but I can't hear it. Like, I think about it all the time. My level of being able to get things... Now, like on Amazon, same day. Right. Like there was a book. I needed to give Andrew a book for a sermon series we're doing. So I had a copy. I gave it to him. I went online, and it was at my house before I got home. That's kind of creepy. They was like, we could deliver today between t- 2 and 4. You saw the drone leaving. It was like, what? It took off. Oh, that's weird. <laughs> and it was like, I was like, man, that's a, this is a whole other level of, you know, I, mean, I don't have to go. They'll deliver my food here to the mm-hmm. office. You know yep. what I'm saying? So, I don't know, man. It's a, but yes, yes, people should enjoy a gift, in my opinion, if it was given. I don't need thoughtfulness in a gift to me, unless I don't like the gift. If yeah, you but, give me something that you know I dislike. But if somebody gave me an Amazon card and I'm buying something with it on Amazon, I'm now thinking of that person. Oh, this was nice. I got a, yeah. Maybe not the same as if, like, I wanted a whatever, if they got me Titans tickets and they know I'd always wanted to go to a Titans game. And they're like, hey, here's those tickets. Like, that is kind of a bigger deal, I guess. But how do you know? People are so busy. They're like, hey, I got you this thing. And now you're like, oh, oh I'm out of town that yeah. weekend. Or now I got to plan a whole. I would feel like I'm imposing sometimes to give a gift like that. I struggle with it because my wife is a really good gift. Just giver. stop asking me for things. Johnny, just don't expect. Just give me the Titans tickets and shut up. That's you know, me. I got invited to go to the Titans game last weekend and I couldn't Ooh. go. I was out of town. I had a show. It's like the comeback of the year. I know. No, wait. You no, no, no. Seattle the Col- game? No, no, no. Oh, the, the Colts, Colts game. game. It was you. a home game, yeah. yeah. So I couldn't go. And uh, my oh. buddy Brian Bates, he ended up uh, 
He was scoring else. the winning touchdown. He did. They put it. him in, yeah. uh, and I was like, man, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He did it. Lots of the nights before Sadie's volleyball games, I'll walk up to the coach and go, hey, coach, <laughs> I got my little shorts. If you oh. need to put me in, I don't think anyone will notice. You know, And she just goes, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I I'll think keep, I'll keep that in mind. I think they would notice, John. <laughs> <laughs> That's one thing, Dave. Who's Barnes, that bald girl with the goatee? <laughs> <laughs> what an ugly bald girl! Uh, the Dave Barnes asked that. Hey, can we do something about those uniforms? Like, what's because it's Dadville? So it's yeah. all about dads. It's like, what you know? Like, I said, man, you just get used to it. You know, you, you just do. Yeah. And I was, and the good news is, is most of the people in the gym are girls all the time. Yeah, they're practicing and stuff. So. I said, I'm not really a shotgun carrying kind of dad. I'm not really that guy. Yeah, when I came uh, up at, in Christian school, it's a handgun. But go ahead, sorry. When I came up in <laughs> when I came up at Christian school, the girls didn't even wear shorts; they wore culottes. Do you remember culottes? I do remember culottes. What is what is the equivalent of that now? Uh, capris <sighs> is what they call. Yeah, those but they were now. baggy capris, like almost like um, MC Hammer pants. Mm-hmm. Mm. They were flared. Yeah, and the girls played basketball in those, and it was like. Uh, you try objectifying me in these, pal. You can't. I'm in here somewhere, is basically what you were saying to the boys. My, my, I'm in here somewhere. Use your imagination. My privates are so obscured by billowy cloth that you could not be impure if you wanted to. Oh, my goodness. That's so funny. Culottes. I don't, you know, I've not even heard or uttered the word culottes in ages, and now I've said it ten times. What a strange... What's the what's the documentary on the clothes? Uh, Lulu Rich. I watched some Lulu of that. Rich. I watched some of that with my wife. Didn't you watch? I watched uh, three of the four. We're watching the last one tonight. Where it's, I'm assuming it all crumbles and it all. I, I don't think they called them culottes, but some of those clothes. And I'm sorry to our listeners if well, you the were maxi into that, skirt and the leggings and the some of the jeggings. patterns and stuff. Those were to me. Now Brutal. I know nothing. Brutal. I know nothing. So no, even they said you didn't know what you were going to get, and you might get a whole box of ugly print that you had to then sell because you, you own it now. I mean, it was some of the hideous, most hideous things yeah. I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, Brutal. Yeah. Like I and even you saw the art design person going, I was just turning out 100 of these a day by, like, oh, yeah. change this color, move this flower over here, and then that's a new print. Like, oh, yeah. It was just brutal, ugly stuff. All kinds of lawsuits and stuff over the prints being the same as other prints. They were, like, showing it. That may be episode four. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I'm sorry. But it was just, like, it, it's the power of suggestion slash yeah. When it became the thing to have, yeah, yeah. you, you want to be a part. Like remember whenever whenever they were doing the brightly colored dress socks, uh huh, and somebody bought me brightly colored dress socks, and what they didn't understand is is I I'm not uh, by the time I catch up with that fashion trend it will be absolutely it's so gone. over because yeah. I don't have I don't care if everyone around me is doing that mm-hmm. I'm still a fashion coward like I'm just not going I mean right. and, and I felt bad too because I was like oh this is so great uh, you know what a better more confident person would actually wear these. And yeah, you I'm don't not see a lot of person. fun sock people, fun sock guys. Fun it, sock is more of a girl thing. Like, oh, look, there's koalas and sloths yeah. on my socks. But people were doing it there for a bit. Like, yeah. you know, again, normal people. Normal people. I don't turn normal till five years people, after the fashion People trip. at ease with themselves. That's yes. not us. No, no, no. People like, yeah. We're they, ill at ease. They look in the mirror and go, hey, this is who I am. And uh-huh. not, oh, yeah, that's who I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's a difference. Yeah. I mean, How I'm, can I stop being who I am? My, <laughs> my self-loathing is less. Yeah. I have mental culottes on. I'm trying to obscure 
the dark, brain. my there's, deep, dark thoughts. There's a brain in there somewhere. <laughs> You'll have to imagine it. Um, yeah, it's uh, – that causes me – we had a funny discussion last week about um, my need to change at a systemic level mm-hmm. things that bother me. How I almost had like a breakdown when she tried to teach me how to keep book at the volleyball game because the keep system, book was that stats. Yeah, like well, it's yes, but it's not stats. It's possession, who serve, rotation. Oh, all right. Yeah, and scoring, and so you don't really keep who scored what, just in in which rotation did they score, so the score is official. Those mm-hmm. kinds of things. But there's all these like made up symbols and all kinds of things to do. This it sounds like Da Vinci Code stuff. Yeah, and I was just like. I looked. I had a physical reaction, like a. I, I, I said, I can't. I can't do this yeah. because it makes me. And I had. I was tired. You know, long day working. I was like, it makes me so mad that someone made up this system. I want to rewrite it. Oh. And then Laura's like, we can't. You realize we're not going to rewrite the entire volleyball <laughs> bookkeeping system across the. World. I'm out of order. You're out of order. The whole system's out of order. <laughs> it just makes me so. Yeah. I just can't. Uh, yeah. I can't do it. So I see that with fashion. Like I go, there's fundamentally at the root of this, some dude just making crap up. Yeah. Or some person. Well, it's somebody in the coast. It's somebody in New York, L.A. that goes, hey, it's going to be short pants. Like guys now are wearing like pants that we would have gotten made fun of in school because they're like two inches too short at the ankle. Yeah. Like I got a pair of dress pants that were like $80, the kind that like just feel like sweatpants, basically. They're unbelievable. Yeah. And I was like, I'm doing it. They're like the Lululemon knockoffs. So I get them, and they flood just like a little tiny bit. But I look on the thing, and they're the right length. But I look on the thing, and it says, and the guy's wearing like a sandal or like a, a Sebago kind of a shoe, like a slip-on shoe, and no socks, and his half of his ankle is showing. And he looks so cool. And I'm going, yeah. Mm-mm. I won't look cool now. I need it to touch the tongue of my shoe. Yes. I need my pant to touch. Or I feel weird. Even when I'm sitting down, if it goes, if it goes way up, I feel weird then. Do you think this is, this is like the signal? Is this the signal though that we've reached an age? Yeah. Well, there's a a time when you just go, I'm not getting on that. Like you just, you know, like if you were around and you were in your fifties when Zubas were a thing, remember those workout pants that were all like wild colors? They were basically our Lulu. Yeah. Lula Rose. Like you'd work out in these gigantic like leopard. It was crazy. But they were like flared and weird. Yeah. And people would go to the gym where they, they were called Zubas, Zubaz. Huh. And I was like, no. I'm not going to do it. I even knew then as a teenager, like, I, I won't be able to get away with this. These big weightlifter <laughs> guys were wearing these wild triangle I shapes. Rem- I remember and, that. Yeah. And you'd go, well, I'm not going to say anything because he could crush me. Right. But. Those are ridiculous. You look like a wrestler, pro wrestler. Yeah. But like, I think if you're a certain age, you just go, I'm not doing that. I'm yeah. wearing khakis and a button up until I die. What's funny is, is we were making some of those decisions as teenagers. So what does that say about us? <sighs> oh, yeah. We were already dead the whole time. Just like Bruce dead. Willis. <laughs> <laughs> this is all not happening. So I can't say where, but I can say it's two weeks out. I'm supposed to be in New York. On a major television show. Saturday Night Live. You got Saturday Night Live. I am the guest host of Saturday Night Live. Wow. I've never done a comedy. No. No, I did with you that one time. 
Yes. And I think it went. I think the results speak for themselves. Oh, you have leveled up. So, no, it's not Saturday Night Live. But I can't say anything until after it happens because it might. You just never know. But it's pretty exciting. So uh, just know this. If it's going through, I will go on Instagram Live that morning Mm -hmm. if you follow me. Me and, me and Reggie will go Instagram Live. We've been doing that a little bit lately. I've noticed that. I've been watching yeah. a couple of those. Having some good discussions on racism and stuff yes. together. So, check it out. Yeah, John check it out. Driver. Yeah, just add John Driver. Add John Driver yeah. on add John Driver. John Driver. Um, and so it's, it sounds like two J's if you say it like John that. Driver. John Driver, yeah. Um, so, but they need me. This is the, the, the show is big enough that I have to send uh-huh. the publicist my outfit. Oh, really? So Reggie no, and I had, had to discuss... Because, you know, there's certain patterns that don't show up on camera. There's all kinds yeah. of things. Uh, vertical stripes they don't want because it messes with the... And it was like Reggie... But they don't want you looking exactly alike either. Correct. Yeah. So, like, it was so funny by the end. It was like a three-minute conversation. And Reggie's like, I'll be in a black shirt. I was like, I'll be in a gray shirt. <laughs> and that was it. It, was it would like, be weird, though, if you just showed up in the same outfit because it's like, all right, they wrote a book together, but they don't have to go this far. <laughs> Best buddies. <laughs> We're different races, but we love each other. Like, it's a whole... You'd have a theme song. Look, if we can come together and dress exactly alike like clones, America can too. America can too. That's beautiful, Johnny. But no, so black and gray, that's what you're... Oh, yeah. Wearing. So, And like, the book is called Not So Black and White. Right. But you're going to wear black and gray. We're going to be... You should both wear gray, then it's like... Yeah. Guys, there's nuance to this issue. It's like a subtle... You know, much like our shirts, <laughs> we're only going to have like two four-minute segments, so I don't know if that'll get fit in. I think America really, when you think about it, is a cotton poly blend... <laughs> <laughs> what we need is a little bit more spandex in there. So yeah. you don't need to stretch yourself. Hey, uh, hey, yeah. So we need to wick moisture. <laughs> Reggie's wearing culottes for some reason. That's weird. <laughs> Reggie and culottes. Oh uh, my goodness. He no, just... I'm excited though. It's going to be good. So you have to your outfit. So when I did my taping, the only closest thing I've had to that is a couple of. I did a TV taping for uh, like Circle Network, which is the Opry's network for a live stand-up show, and I just brought a couple of different things. They didn't say to. I just knew uh-huh. if I go up and everybody's wearing a black button-up and jeans, I don't look like, well, this is the cult. You know, like, right. we're all wearing. So you bring, like, one other option. And when I did my dry bar taping, I brought, like, five different things. Yeah. But it, but that was because they were going to do, like, lighting and makeup looks and all this stuff. So they were like, hey, yeah. what are you this is your lighting is going to be like a purple bluish backdrop. So are you good with whatever? So yeah. I think I wore like a, I basically wore a black button up with like a pattern on it. I didn't take very many chances. I haven't, I don't know what my wife. You take a chance of being a floating head though. Yeah. If you do a full body right. shot and you're wearing and all black. Dark, yeah. And they're just like, hey, look at that weird head yeah. telling jokes. My but, good, the good news is, is Laura's going with me. Yeah. She'll have you. So hopefully, and I would like, it's so funny. I did that other TV appearance and. It was unbelievable how shiny my head was. Right, the local TV that thing. That was an unbelievable... That was when they put comedian or humorous. What did they write? It was the com- yeah, author, comedian, comedian yeah. Uh, author, comedian, uh, super shiny head. <laughs> it was like... Because they had said... You have Satellite to- of Earth, John Driver. <laughs> <laughs> it was It was like it was like a cue ball. Like that thing, yeah, and, and they, were, they were like, you could bring your own makeup. Like, uh-huh. makeup. And now I'm like, I should have brought makeup. Yeah, powder. Like that powder was. And those those lights were brighter than usual, I think. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's okay. It's okay. So we'll see what happens here. But It'll be good. These are, if, I, if, if I'm, if I'm, if this happens, and I'm yeah. just still hedging my bet, but if it happens, these are pros and they're going to be ready for whatever you throw at them. Yeah. 
I mean, I'll say this. It's booked. It's been booked for several months, and we've, like, got travel details. Like, it's supposed to happen. But it would just ha- mean I you- can't. I can't. Yeah. But now you told me you're having the same, like, weird nervousness that I had going to Cancun oh. about because you have to COVID test in the building. I found out I have to COVID test. And they could pull it because that's what happened on The View. They pulled the yep. Kamala Harris interview. Yep. Like, mid-segment. Mid, mid, uh, mm. They were like, we were going to come. We're coming back with Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris. They come back. Um, we're not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> we're clearing the studio. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that could happen. Yeah. Like, I'll probably take a few home tests before a I go. A few. <laughs> Just to be certain. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little nerve-wracking, um, but it's okay. My friend told me, he goes, you know, normally I'd tell you not to worry. <laughs> he said, but why don't you just go ahead and just soak in all this worry for the next two weeks? Yeah. Like, just kind of roll around in it, you know, just sit up thinking nights about it. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, that's... It's like up. reverse psychology. Yeah. You're like, oh, he's right. Oh, he's I'm right. Being, I'm, I'm being an foolish. Idiot. Yeah. But get, maybe he's doing the reverse of the reverse, though, and you do oh, need to worry. He's like telling me, be responsible. Mm. Never know. The line between worry and responsibility for me, Johnny, uh-huh. is that I was I was speaking with my coach slash therapist, and he was talking about Enneagram sixes, and I wonder how this applies to you because you're either a six with a strong seven or a seven with a strong six, and he said sixes have a tendency to absorb all the responsibility in the room. Yeah, uh-huh. like like they tend to feel that if something's wrong, and I know from a creative standpoint, I've watched you, especially when we're on staff together. Yeah. That if there is a an event or an opportunity for us to do something, immediately you take ownership of the creative side of it. Ooh, what we could do is right. and immediately give five or six ideas of how this could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel it on the negative side. Like if something goes wrong, I trace it back. It's very narcissistic. But I trace it back to my influence, which when you're the executive pastor, kind of is all your fault. Yeah, It's like – it's like if something goes wrong under any president's administration, at some point the other side's going to say, "Hey, that's his fault." It he may on not. His watch. Yeah, and yeah. it could have been someone way down the the food chain. Um, so that some of that's just good leadership, but like that line between responsibility and worry. So to me, taking extra tests is just being responsible. Yeah, but it can quickly cross into worry, and so I have to learn not to be hmm. as responsible for everything. I would think one test. Would be enough. You think one? Unless you get a positive, then you take another one to make sure oh, it's on a false positive. If I get two positives. Well, you get two, two positives, positives, it makes a negative. Wait a minute. Isn't that in, Hold on. <laughs> isn't that in Habakkuk? That <laughs> <laughs> was just electricity. Isn't that true? Um, two positives. Uh, or I'm thinking of. of that'd I be great I. to show up and say that to them. Look, guys, it's okay. Guys, I, I took two. It was both positive, so they cancel <laughs> out, right? And they go. Sir, you need to leave right now. So put your hands on your head. Uh, God puts on a third mask for some reason. He's just immediately <laughs> terrified of you. Oh, that's funny. Well, it'll be exciting. Um, yeah. We're going to... Yeah. You're rolling, bro. This is... No, I'm not rolling. It's a big moment. It's a moment. <laughs> it feels... It feels... I'm really, you know what? I, I'm super thankful for my friend Reggie that it's actually been... I mean, it's it's a lot of work. Like, yeah. when you leave today, I have a like, I'll be here till probably. Are you gonna say I got to get back to work the minute you're gonna go do your wonderful and life? You're gonna run off and do whatever it is. And then I'm do. gonna meanwhile clock back in, twiddle your thumbs, and enjoy yourself. And I'm gonna, but I mean, but having a friend that we've gone through that work process together yeah. has been great. And honestly, I mean, I think we've learned a lot. Yeah, about about race and about response and. I talked to him today. He was doing seven schools back to back. 
Yeah. He's like, dude, I just I just left three. I'm heading to four. That's He's crazy. like, tell me I'm not late for a podcast interview. Like, because, I mean, right, he's, you're helping manage this. Because he saw my phone call. Yeah. And he was like, oh, you know, I mean, we're doing a lot of interviews right now. Mm-hmm. And it was like, no, man, I just need to talk to you about this. But it's been cool being able to kind of serve each other yeah. in that respect. And I'm excited to go. Although he flies out that afternoon. We don't get to go to dinner or anything. But, oh, that's yeah, not cool. He's go I back. think what you're learning about, and you already knew some about, is coattails. And they're very important. <laughs> As someone who rode Hawkins, uh, Tim Hawkins coattails for a long time, uh, there's a it's a it's a good place to be. It's a weird place to be sometimes, but it's yeah. a yeah. Because like you're in the room, not necessarily from your own gift, but the person who's in the room, getting the people there has this gift, and he believes in your gift, and then you have to show your gift once you're in the room. Yeah. So you can, you can get into the room, and then if you don't produce, you're out of the room very quickly. But you're really in the room because the other person's vouching for you in some ways. It's really it's a cool place to be, but it's an it's an apprehensive place to be sometimes. Well, I think the equivalent scenario here would be scenario here would be you know you and Tim would do the joke medley, yeah, right. Like our entire thing is a medley with us because he can't have a conversation between a white man and a black man right. without the white yeah, man. Yeah, more the, the hotel would be the first book. Correct. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. The this first, is definitely yeah, more yeah. of a collaboration. This has been a – and I know it's okay with the coattail because yeah. absolutely. I, I don't know – there's no doubt that Reggie's, man, you know, everybody's favorite guy in the whole world and it should be. Um, but there's it's, – it is – it's almost more pressure though for, for me in some ways because – like, yeah, I represent um, a different viewpoint. This whole conversation is about two viewpoints together. Mm-hmm. And I need to represent the other one well, you know, in terms of the humility and the education, the listening, the learning. And, um, you know, that's just a thing you never you never arrive at. Like, you don't ever stop, you know, doing that. So it's he's been very merciful, I think, to me, I think is... Not is to deal. me. Uh, oh, you'd be amazed. He hates you. He tells me all the time. He called me just to say it yesterday, <laughs> which I thought, man, this guy's doing seven schools, and he called me I just know. to be like, hey, just want you to know, I hate you. Hang up. Oh, my gosh. I assume he had other calls to make. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. We love you, Rich. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, good luck out there. Man. I'm glad he's back out at it, too, man, because I know it was tough, because it was tough for me. I can't imagine for him, like, that connection that he feels with students, like, it's so important to his life, so it's like... To be doing seven schools in one day again, that's like he's back in the saddle. He's back doing schools. He's moving this week yeah, to a different city, different state. And he, I don't know if you know this, he's in grad school. Wow. So he was like, yeah, I got to write an eight-page paper. And like, again, the book stuff is daily so much, which is awesome. So he's releasing a new book. He's (laughs) traveling, you know. 90% 90% of the time. I mean, like, it is crazy. It's the craziest season, I think, maybe of his life. Like, it's uh, yeah, it's nuts. So, And people can pre-order the book, notsoblackandwhitebook.com. I need people to pre-order the book. It helps with your your first week's numbers go into that pre-order, yeah. right? And, so when they get, and when you get your pre-order, I need you to go write a certified, verified purchase review yes. on Amazon. Uh, I need to do that. Not, it would be helpful. I'm going to go do it. Every single one really, really does help, actually. Um Unless you say something really bad and give us a one star. <laughs> that doesn't help. <laughs> That's going to hurt us. Uh, but, yeah, it's not so blackandwhitebook.com. And if anyone wants to be a part, I still have a few slots left for the launch team. If you want, Not the lunch team. That's something totally different. Lunch team sounds like something that's, I'd like to that's do. That's what we should have We need it. a lunch team. Yeah. Yeah. I think we are a lunch I team. I did a – what's funny is I did a book launch for 
I did a launch team luncheon for one of the Turkhurst books at uh, was it Zonovan or Thomas Nelson? Thomas Nelson. You went with me. Remember, it was in like a boardroom, and they just set me up. Did I like go in front you? of this round table? Yeah, you were there with me because you were like, I want to go because you were trying to like. Was Lisa Tucker still there? No, that's the other part. It was just like the people who had worked on the launch team for her book, and it was like they need a break. Oh, we yeah, thought we'd bring him in. There was like pizza, and team. I did like twenty five minutes of yeah comedy for people who were exhausted. Yeah, during the day in a boardroom. Yeah, it was not my favorite thing. No, but they were nice. That was they needed a lunch team. That day, they need to be left alone. Here's your pizza. Thanks for all your work. And instead, they had to like. <laughs> if they didn't thanks call, for bringing this in the. If they didn't call it a, a launchian, then they really a, a launchian. Oh my goodness! But yeah, it was it was an honor to be there. But it was just a little bit strange. Sometimes you do comedy in strange places. That's oh, nice. Safe. It's okay. Uh, yeah, it was really nice to. We be love here. you. We love the folks at Thomas Nelson. <laughs> I don't know. I don't care. It's fine. Uh, yeah, you can be a part though. It's not so black and white book dot com slash launch. And they'll tell you what to do. You just enter your email address. It'll send you an automated email and tell you what to do. And you can already get sample chapters of the book anyway, right? You can start reading. But you need to get the whole thing to get your certified review in. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Here's the thing. Like, we've done some interviews where I could tell, like, you know, they didn't have time to read the whole thing kind of thing. And it really is a comprehensive book, meaning the first half is way different than the second. I think what you mean is heavy. Uh, I think it's a heavy book. It's a weighty. It's 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 robust. Johnny, it's um, it's. Uh, I've been referred to as robust <laughs> at varying husky, times in my life. Husky in content. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like someone told me they're like, ooh, like I think you're gonna like the front half is more relational, yeah, you know, gospel driven, recovery driven. Back half is kind of taking those things, and now you can endure history. And like someone told me when they read the whole thing, they were like, I really liked the history part. Like I kind of wish you could have started with that. I was like, well, I can't necessarily just jump into that you know without some sort of setup so yeah read it read it all guys it'll be exciting but i appreciate our listeners though and you guys who join us every week and a lot of you already told me you pre-ordered and we appreciate that so man get some friends to do it help us out october 12th is when that's going to launch and don't forget though for real that same it's a big week for john and johnny because that same week johnny's going to headline zanies on the 17th i'm gonna listen prioritize the book first because i'm not doing anything for the state of race relations in america you never know johnny that's true. You promote the book at your From show. From the stage. <laughs> hey, guys, something else guys, is kind before, of funny. Before I... <laughs> what else is going on? I read a book. <laughs> then left a certified review. I happen to have one right here. Yeah. If anyone would do that for me, it'd be you, Johnny. It'd be fun. You would tank your own career in order to help me sell another book, and I appreciate that. And I may ask you to do so. So... <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I do weird shows. I was thinking about that yesterday because there's a show that I have that I'm in the mix for, and it's for city leaders of Mount Juliet, yeah. where I lived for 10 years. I live in Lebanon now, but I'm so I know the city government here pretty well. And uh, that's code for he's been in jail a bunch. Yeah. <laughs> I know all the key players. <laughs> but I... I'm apprehensive of doing it because it's, you know, it could be really stiff sometimes, but I want to do it just so I can tell this one joke. And I'm not going to tell the joke, but you unless, told me. if it happens, then I'll tell the joke that I told. But I really like, I'm willing to be lowballed on this show. I'm willing to be given a really low offer that's an insult because I would probably say yes. Just to make Just this to one tell joke. this one joke. Just because I want, I want to see it happen. And it's, it's a wordplay. Yeah. But... It's so perfect. For it's, the edgy. City. It's, yeah, it's, oh, it's edgy. It's 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 
it's kind of jarring, but in just the right way. I don't want to oversell it because then oh. when I do tell them, they'll be like, oh, that went all that. Well, I don't know if they'll laugh because I don't know if they know that they, they have can. to understand the whole thing. Anyway, if it happens, I'll have a story to tell. And that, uh, that'd be wor- that's worth more than the amount of money that I would have made if I had like held out for more money. Yeah. Because I don't want to scare them away by being like, I have to hold the line. This is what I'm worth because then they might go away and I don't get to tell this joke. It's the only place this joke will right. work. It's one place. Yeah. So, wow. It's a I, very, I mean, I'm torn. The crowd has to be so. Yeah. You guys are really wondering what this joke is. <laughs> we should tell the joke just to the Patreon. Uh, oh, that's true. If you're a patron, I will uh, I will tell the but joke. But they may not get it because they don't, it's a Mount Juliet. Well, they'll pretend to laugh because like, oh, we're the insiders. <laughs> <laughs> it's very smug. And, they, and you guys should be receiving your free copy of my book, by the way. Uh, oh, nice. For the next week or so. So, yeah, that should be coming your way. Man, we need to send some more free stuff. I got a few things in the works. Uh, Johnny always we'll send says out that. Some Guys, things. he's not sending you anything. Well, <laughs> I'll send you my stuff. Okay. What about some culottes? <laughs> some talk about that some culottes. leftover culottes. I mean, so. Hey, you should, though, go to our website. Uh, TalkAboutThatPodcast.com. Oh, my goodness. There's so much to do there. 170-something episodes archived. Yep. I did receive another email that people would want to come live on the 200th oh, that's episode. Good. So, I think we're going to try to make it happen. Even if it's only a few people, it's worth doing, right? We'll put a little, some mics in the room and yeah. just something. We can have a mic out in the crowd, too, that they can uh, ask questions live in the moment. And great. then if they're horribly offensive, we edit those. Because oh, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll have we'll, to record we'll it. post yeah. the, ob- the, op- the episode later. Yeah. Yeah, so check out the old episodes. Share with a friend. Thanks for oh, – we had a positive review. We should probably read that. We had a oh, positive review this week. There's uh, so few and far between. It's five star. It says, my second of two favorite podcasts – do they say with the first? Uh, absolutely love the sometimes humorous, sometimes meaningful conversations had here. In response to last week's episode, Joey from Friends says it's a moo point. It's like a cow's opinion; it doesn't matter. Yeah, I remember that's that great. Yeah. yeah, going to see Johnny in Nashville next month. What? Check it out. Uh, so excited! That's El Catante. So uh, thank you for that review. And if you leave us a review, we might, we might read it on the air. El Catante, like E L or L, like an initial E L. Okay, E L. El Catante. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. I don't it's very. It's a very romantic, like... I, mean, I think that's their screen name or whatever. Oh, okay. <laughs> I just like the way it sounds. It's very, like... Yeah, it's, it's mysterious. Oh, very, very... Terribly mysterious. Yeah, I want to so. meet El Catante at the show. If you're El Catante, <laughs> come see me. I'll give you a CD. There I you don't go. care. There you go. You're going to meet El Catante. Hey, and we think that you, we appreciate you guys letting us uh, meet with you for a few moments just this week and uh, spend spend some quality time catching up after Johnny abandoned you last week. So, I'm so sorry, guys. It'll never happen again until, uh, the, next until the next time it happens. Yeah. But thanks, you guys, uh, for listening. It always means a lot. We'll see you next week on Talk About That. The Historical Jesus Podcast is the sweeping saga of the life and times of Galilean Jesus of Nazareth, as well as the faith, religion, and church founded to honor and disseminate his acts and teachings. 
Join me, Mark Vinette, on this fascinating journey through time, exploring the many great works of Christian theology, literature, architecture, music, and art inspired by the words and deeds of Jesus Christ.